Alrighty, you may have noticed on last week's episode that we uh, we look a little bit different now. We have a new graphic. Mm, mm, gra- graphical goodness, yes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, a big thank you to Roger from the Button Mash podcast for making this for us. What an absolute fucking legend. It looks, uh, yeah. oh, it looks awesome. Anyone out there, check out Button Mash podcast. It is fucking amazing. I've been on a couple of episodes, so if you want to hear more of my voice, check it out. Oh, I couldn't thank him enough. Yeah, thanks so much, Roger. It looks fucking mint. And um, thanks for having Zach on. I know he's a lot to put up with. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it shows how much of a trooper you really are. Totally. All right, now we need to think of something funny to say so we can cut into the episode. Um, Penis. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out week after week after week. Uh, I mean, when they come out, uh, if they come out. Two more weeks, man, and then we've got Doom Eternal and fucking Animal Crossing. (laughs) Nuts to Animal Crossing, whatever about Animal Crossing. I get that lots of people love it, so I shouldn't rag on it too much. It's not my market, but... Whatever. Me, uh, me sitting here with the massive hard on over Doom Eternal is Zach. No, Zach needs the hard on over Animal Crossing because <laughs> someone needs to cover it, and I just don't want to. It's a farming simulator. I don't want to. And the one who doesn't want to cover Animal Crossing is Lockie. <laughs> yeah, no, no hard ons for Animal Crossing for me personally. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not a furry. I guess I don't know. Oh, that's not fair. It's not fair. That's what, are you not saying fair. I'm not giving like furries enough of a chance, or it's not fair to say that yeah, Animal I, Crossing is a is a I lovely game it, for furries? I think it goes both ways. I think like, <laughs> if you like Animal Crossing, it doesn't mean you're a furry, and if you're a furry, it doesn't mean <laughs> you're into the animal. You're into Animal Crossing because isn't Animal Crossing mostly like everyone looks like kids? I'd say so. I well, think it's pretty. Yeah. Like, everything looks young and cute. Like it's I, not a. I, I think they look cute. I don't think they're meant to look like children, though. But it is definitely a game for children. So if you're masturbating whilst playing Animal Crossing, <laughs> not only are you a furry, you probably are some kind of pedophile somehow. You know what? I'm going to have to check my privilege twice here. Um, not all furries are sexually into, um, you know, the, the, the furryism, uh, the, the sexual component of furry. And a lot of people just like dressing up like cats and shit. I oh, f- furries aren't isn't just a sexual thing. No, apparently it's not. It's a massive community and it's about just liking cartoony animals. I was not aware of that. I but assumed because, because it was an internet thing that it was all about sex. Nah, it's because the problem is, is as soon as males above the age of 18 get on board, that's all that. Eventually, that's what people focus on in that demographic <laughs> and, you know, the sexual elements start creeping in. But there are some people out there where it's just a fun cartoony thing to do. Rule 34, man. Yeah. <laughs> Human, humans are amazing. Oh, well, look, we have a massive week of news this week. A lot of stuff that I am really, really fucking pumped to talk about. So, oh, lay it on me, Zach. Let's just jump on into that. Oh. News. Getting through it. All right, now. Getting the, through it. We haven't covered anything. Yeah, yet. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like, yeah, we're, not, we're, we're going a lot smoother. We're normally at 10 minutes by now. <laughs> 
Let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> vagina smelling candle. Now, <laughs> the first story I have okay. for you, I I was not expecting this to be coming at all. I was at work and they, and they said at work the day before, there's a massive announcement coming on March 6th. And I was thinking, what what could that possibly right, what's be? What's happening? Got in on March 6th. And we now have a release date for Ghost of Tsushima, the 26th of June of this year. <laughs> it's coming, and it's coming so soon. It was this, this was a big surprise to me, like, like I was expecting a release date sometime soon, but for it to be coming out in just a couple of months, like three months away, mm. that's just that's in, insanity. Usually when a game is announced, especially like a larger game or a very highly mm. anticipated game, they want to give you, like, give you a minimum six months or something like that, but... Yeah, they've really not given a lot of time there, but well, I've got to say that the excitement's real, though. We've sold out of the uh, collector's edition at work, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's happening. This I guess too. they really don't want to upgrade the graphical content to the new console, so they just got to get this out while while the, the, the current gen consoles still exist. Or, or the glass is half full and they're just so excited about getting this game to <laughs> yeah. us. They just cannot bear to wait any longer. No, nah, they can't afford, they can't, they can't afford it. They've blown their wad and their budget and they can't afford to hold off and upscale the graphics Lockie, to the next gen Lockie, console. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> no, I'm, it's I'm good. very You're excited still about this game. Be excited about this game. That's great. I just, you know, my wheels are turning because there's a reason why there are no games to play <laughs> this in this quarter. Well, I'm excited about this because not only is this game fucking amazing, you, you're right, it's coming out at a time when there is fucking nothing coming out. Now, I always thought, why do they not just release games in this time when they have no competition? Like, do they think no one wants to play games during the American summer period? Like... Fucking Christ, if I was in America, I'd never want to leave the house. I just want to play games all the time. It is interesting, and it's an interesting point that you bring up because I know, like, in the film industry, this is considered the time of year where not a lot of massive, big-budget films come out. It's sort of considered the the time of year where you just bring out all your shit that you don't really care if it does too well or not. Mm. But, yeah, and I don't know if that's translated somehow to the, to the gaming industry because it's American-based. But from an international perspective, everyone's playing all the time. Well, we've had some cool games start creeping out in times that uh, that games generally aren't released. Like, yeah, had things like Horizon Zero Dawn and The Legend of Zelda, which came out really early in the year, which was a new thing back then, but now happens all the time. But yeah, for a while, it was the period between May and August where you just get absolutely nothing. Mm. But now, in the smack bang in the middle of June, well, at the very end of June anyway, yeah. we're getting a massive AAA exclusive from Sony, which is really cool. I hope it means that we'll be getting more games during this period in the future. We had a Control came out in August of last year, and that was like a bit of an odd time for that to be released. So they're slowly sort of creeping in yeah. on that time. Yeah. So I, I guess the developers are taking a punt. So they're saying, mm. okay, well there's probably going to be a reduced market during this period because everyone's blowing their cash on Christmas mm. and, you know, parents need to recover financially. They're not an endless fountain of spending. Um, and once they've emotionally recovered or financially recovered over the next couple of months, let's target them then. But the problem is because all the game companies do that, they then have to compete with each other mm. for the same amount of, you know, coin. Sometimes it is smart to to release it. Um, smack after Christmas because you have a lower market to compete with. Mm. But I think um, on the Zelda point, I think that's more because I think Zelda Breath of the Wild was a flagship yeah, game. Yeah, totally. 
yeah to 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 come out close to when the switch came out so oh, that so was, it was on release reason. like and yeah, yeah if they yeah. didn't uh, it, i yeah. think it would have been a very different story if they didn't release it with that going yeah the the attachment was so good for breath of the wild that mm. before the switch uh like uh, not long after the switch it came out there were more copies of breath of the wild sold than what there were switches out in <laughs> And that was a lot of the reason what? behind that was yeah. because uh, switches, especially when they first came out, were a little bit tricky for people to get their hands on. They were sold out in a lot of places, so I think people probably yeah. bought the game with anticipation of getting to play it at some point. <laughs> but they yeah, bought there was the a stage, game and then they bought the console. That's, that's right. So that's weird. right. Yeah, there was a stage yeah. where there was more Breath of the Wild sold than there were switches. <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But back onto the topic of Sony exclusives. The Last of Us is getting an HBO series. <gasps> now, this article is written by Carrie Mihalsik and Oscar Gonzalez. HBO is developing a series based on the popular post- post-apocalyptic video game The Last of Us. The studio and game developer Naughty Dog revealed on Thursday. The mm. adaption is being led by Craig Mazin, creator of HBO series Chernobyl, and Neil Druckmann, the creative director of the game. Now, like, straight away there, there's already some stuff that I'm excited about. Mm. First off, it's going to be on HBO. Oh, HBO, it, it has, in my opinion, it has the pinnacle of t- television content. They have the best stuff. Mm. Uh, they, they, they have the best sort of, uh, like, the biggest budgets. They have the best acting, the best cinematography. Yeah. And the next thing that gets me excited is Craig Mazin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It could be Mazin. The creator of Chernobyl. Did you ever watch Chernobyl? No, I haven't watched it. I've heard good things. Man, it was fucking awesome. It was it was fantastic. Definitely, definitely worth a watch. So yeah. him being involved is fucking awesome. And Neil Druckmann, he was a creative director of the game originally, being involved as well too. It's always good to hear that someone involved in the actual game is going mm. to be involved in the making of whatever <laughs> property they're adapting it to. You know? Yeah, I think that's important because yeah. I mean. Those types of games, how long, I never played Last of Us, okay. so I know vaguely what it's about. It's a zombie survival game, mm-hmm. and it's all about the relationship between, um, I don't know, the girl and Jordan not his father, Ellie. but but father figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surrogate um, daughter. Yeah, yeah. How long does the game go for? Mm, like twelve to fifteen hours, something like that. Yeah. Hey, so that's the season of a show. Equivalent. Yeah, well, and the TV series will cover the events of the original game. Yeah. Released in 2013, The Last of Us is a survival horror game. All this shit that you just issued have written this article, Lockie, you're basically <laughs> taking the words right out of your mouth. Oh, well, then it's a well-written article. Ooh. It understands its consumer. There you go. Uh, Naughty Dog took a different approach to the apocalypse by getting rid of zombies and instead using a mutant cordyceps fungus as the source of the country's downfall. The result was infected humans being violent hosts to the fungus with a non-infected banding together to survive. As the case with many post-apocalyptic stories, sometimes it's other humans who are the real monsters. Along with adapting the first game, this series might also take bits from The Last of Us Part 2, which, as anyone who listens to this will know, is coming out in May because I'm super fucking excited about that. Uh, Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Products are also working on the project. It'll be the first TV series from PlayStation Productions. Now, that little bit at the end there is something that certainly gets me slightly worried because, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, Sony Pictures doesn't always put out the best content. 
they kind of mm. crap out a lot mm. of crap. Yeah. Now yeah, they've, 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 you know, they've turned around in recent years as some things like Into the Spider Verse. I got to admit, I fucking adore that movie. Yeah. But I think yeah, generally Sony Ventures are not, not putting out the greatest stuff. I never saw Bane. What did you think? Not Bane. Ugh, the, um, Venom. Venom, that's it. What did you think of Venom? Venom made a lot of money, got yeah. critically panned, and f- from what I heard about it, I was like, eh, I don't want to see it. I'm, I'm already getting a little bit fatigued on superhero stuff, so anything oh, that comes out that gets yeah. a middling review, it's like, eh, well, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, definitely a glut with the superhero stuff. I mean, but you have been seeing some studios try different things. Oh Look yeah, that, well, that the, Joker movie was awesome. Exactly, and that's that's why I wouldn't watch something like Venom because we have so much amazing superhero yeah. stuff now. We have shows like The Boys and and oh, The Watchmen. Yes, that was so good. Oh, you watched The Boys? Yeah, The Boys was so good. Oh, fuck The oh, Boys was good, fuck, wasn't it? Fuck, I can't wait until season two. It's one of the few shows that I'm just yeah. Was that HBO as well? I don't think it was. I think it was. It was, it was Amazon. Some, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. That's, that's right. it. Oh, fucking anyone out there, watch The Boys. It yeah. is so fucking good. If you like superhero movies, but you're sort of getting bored with the the concept in general because it's been going on for like 20 years now, yeah, give that a go. You'll like it because it flips everything on its head. So it's sort Fuck of like yeah. a meta. meta. It, it's an anti-superhero movie. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved the uh, the Superman character. What was his uh, What was his name? It was like the Highlander or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Some weird generic name. But my god, what a cool take on that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, I I really like the boys. That's such a good fucking show. But <laughs> I keep think it's not right, but I keep thinking of him as Justice Man. <laughs> Justice Man. I don't know. Anyway. Still works, I think. It's just as generic, so that it works works in my eyes. Anyway, so the boys is going to be made into a game, and that's why we're talking about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! I would play the fuck out of that. I I don't think you could make it. Why well, you could? Why not? Yeah, you could. It's just complete and utter destruction. Yeah. 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 All right. No. No, I'm wrong. You can make a game out of yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I'd easily. I'd play it, or even like a Telltale style game where it's all completely narrative based. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see myself being into that, making decisions and stuff like that. Mm. I, look, we're, we're getting so off base here. I, I, I will know. make a game relevant. Okay. I'm thinking Force Unleashed, where it's just crazy powers and it's just non-stop destruction and blasting through shit. And then it has a weird psychological scene, which it makes it awesome. Yeah, you've got yourself a game there, mm. All right. What else we got in the news? So, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I take you not too excited about The Last of Us. Then. I just wanted to know what you thought about no, it. Do you great. think you might watch The Last of Us series? Um, yeah, I'll give it a go if, it, if it's reviewing well. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to market to because, I mean, The Walking yeah, Dead exists yeah. and I've only watched two episodes. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't played The Last of Us, so. Yeah. Who, who would you say, so, uh, I guess there's no point asking you, who you pick as Joel and Ellie? I saw a lot online people uh, people saying they want Hugh Jackman to play Joel, which I think is an interesting choice. I, I'm, I'm surprised by that, but hey, I'm, I'll be down to see old Hugh Jackman. In yeah, a, he's in getting a cool on HBO series. Um, I mean, yeah, Hugh Jackman's a great actor, so yeah, he'd probably do it justice. I would... I would like to see um, something a little bit different. I would mm. like to see Danny DeVito play the role of the daughter. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely watch that. hundred uh, percent. What are we going to do, Joel, in this fucking apocalyptic parasite world of fungus? <laughs> oh, fuck yes. you're my You're my daughter type. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, See, so this good. is this is the problem when you have when you have someone who has no no sort of investment in the property. Yeah. I just want 
bizarre. Well, I gotta say, your, your comment you said there, you're hoping that they're going to do something a, a bit different. That was the only thing that was a little bit of a letdown for me is that they're just going to be covering the original story from the original game. Yeah. Which is a great story. I get why they're doing that, but I really would have preferred to see just another story in that same universe. You know, mm. it's a really cool universe. The the Cordyceps idea was a bit different, you know, and I, I don't know if they focus on that characterization. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I think they need to move away from fungus monsters and more into Somalian pirates. Okay, well, somewhere where you might find some fungus monsters, or just at least monsters. <laughs> <at the very least. laughs> it's a game called Amnesia. Did you ever play Amnesia, The Dark Descent? Um, I've heard of it, but no, I haven't played it. Okay, what about Soma? I have not heard of that one. Soma is a a, a horror first-person shooter, I believe, but both of these games the were made the by... the Brave New World. Sorry? That's the drug in the Brave New World novel. The reason why I bring up these games yep. is because they were both <laughs> developed by a studio known as Frictional Games, a Swedish uh, studio, and they are coming out with a new Amnesia game called Amnesia Rebirth, which is coming to Steam in autumn of 2020. Now, I'm not... You know, jumping up and down about this. Oh, sorry, that's uh, that's spring in mm. Australian time. Uh, I'm not jumping up and oh, down how much about does this. That I suck, never... By the way, like yeah. trying to work out seasons based on US. Well, and, to yeah. be honest, man, like you know, it's not really too hard. It's just yeah, you you wouldn't think so, but for whatever reason, it, it's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> it fucks with my brain, and I can't I can't comprehend it. It, it, it is tough, and I know that's probably not most people's experience. Um, and yeah. Don't hate on me. Well, look, I haven't got a lot to say about Amnesia Rebirth, as you can very well hear that Lockie doesn't as well. Because <laughs> it sounds like neither of us have play, played the Amnesia. That's the tough part. When you, when you, yeah, when you introduce um, send-up titles to me and I haven't played the original, I, I feel bad because I just have no context uh, of the original, whether it was any well, the, good. I'm assuming yeah. it was all the, right. Well, The Dark Descent was was very well liked by by horror game fans. So I, I dare say there'd be a lot of people out there who are anticipating Amnesia Rebirth a lot. Yeah, you know this could be something if I'm if I'm starting to stream by then. You know, maybe maybe I'll start I'll give that a bit of a stream and people can watch me shit my pants. <laughs> well, I don't normally play horror games, but um, we were doing that with that Dreams game the other day, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, the, the, the PT remake, yeah. and that, and that's the the thing. Like, I hate horror games. Yeah, but if you're playing like like with other people or like yeah. something like, and that's why I think it'd be cool to do on stream. Yeah, it's just it's a lot more fun because everyone's suffering with you. Yeah, and I they totally can at least agree. laugh yeah. at your pain. You know, if I'm yeah. there stressed out sitting there on my own, like no one's getting anything out of it. At least if, yeah. you know, if, at least someone else is there, yeah. you know, they're enjoying watching me suffer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's it's also kind of like horror movies because you don't, I mean, I do watch them on my own because I'm weird, but I prefer watching them with friends and, and talking through it and getting freaked out together in an experience. Mm. Yeah. Saying that, I watch Hereditary on my own and holy mm. shit, that movie's so fucking good. Yeah. Fucking I haven't good. seen it yet, but I it is on my watch list. Mm. Lots of good horror stuff out there these days. It's a uh, it's a good, good time to be a horror fan, I dare say. Yeah, just turn on the news. Mm. As someone who is <laughs> oh, that's a lame joke that works in every e-push. It doesn't matter what what yeah, time you, you're you, in. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, no. Damn it! Fun. That's good. You just told a timeless joke, Lucky. You know how many comedians <laughs> would would kill for a joke like that? <laughs> People will be able to listen to this no. podcast a hundred years from now and be like. That is right. Turning so, on the news and it's horror. <laughs> That's so relatable for this time only. Thank you. There you get fucking oath, Lockie. You're a fucking yeah. comedic genius. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, I, 
Yeah, I need your positive influence in my life, Zach. Well, something that isn't <laughs> isn't funny and is just it's just crazy. Mm. I'll just have an update for the Nintendo PlayStation, which we talked about a few episodes ago, going to auction. It has what? sold now. Yeah, remember we talked about the Nintendo PlayStation? This is fucking your brain up again. It oh, was the- it's just everything sounds like everything else now. <laughs> it's just... It's, it, 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 I, I vaguely remember you talking about it, but it's just everything sounds like everything else yep. and it's all just being gloved together. It. Well, that, yeah, I I remember that. that was that's that's literally what this is. For anyone who doesn't remember, I should probably remind people if my own fucking co-host doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo PlayStation uh, was, was something that uh, back in the nineties, uh, uh, before Sony got into making consoles and whatnot, they teamed up with Nintendo to bring the CD-ROM to consoles, mm. and thus the Nintendo PlayStation was made. It basically looked like an S, uh, SNES with a CD port in the front, and it said PlayStation on it. Uh, and as you know, that did not work out the greatest, and Sony went off and made their own console called the Sony PlayStation, and now here we are. Yeah. And someone has finally purchased that piece, uh, that piece of video game history, and they purchased it for $300,000, and then apparently with wow. fees and crap on top of that, it works out to be 360 thousand dollars us so i don't know what that is australian oh, it, it's gonna be like 500k or more than that I is guess. it because of like um they had like a goods sale tax or something so the government just taxed the crap out of them i really don't know if someone deserves to be taxed a lot it's probably someone buying a nintendo playstation for 300 yeah yeah that's what i mean like that is absolutely that, that is absolutely what any government of any country would be or like okay a sale of, a sale of that expense yes time to pay your government yes. if you're gonna take like 50 percent of the winnings off some like poor fucking dreg who's won the lottery i dare say someone who, who fucking can afford to buy a three hundred thousand dollar console that, that probably won't be able to play games <laughs> so, so, so who bought it i don't know some cunt some cunt i don't oh, know okay just some cunt it doesn't matter it belongs at a museum did they donate it i don't know no. <laughs> is it is it sitting next to their picasso painting in their enormous mansion on some secluded island in the it, it, it probably is man it's probably buried in the the seed vault and i mean cedars in they keep their sperm down in a giant vault <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't. I'm glad you connected those two dots because I didn't, I, I wasn't quite there. Well, that's not what a seed vault is, but it's funnier if it's sperm. I've never heard of a seed vault. What's a seed vault? A seed vault is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big vault full of seeds. Well, like plant seeds? Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. That's well, that's lovely. That it, sounds wonderful. It sounds really nice, but it's more people preparing for the apocalypse. So it's pretty sinister. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> it's for when the, all the species and shit die and <laughs> it, we need to rebuild planet Earth. Is this from Last of Us? <laughs> no. By chance? <laughs> there are legit seed vaults on planet Earth. To this day, there is, is but there is seed vaults. That okay. is, there's multiple seed vaults. Well, I know that things are going crazy in Australia at the moment, scared about coronavirus being the next apocalypse. Well. It, uh, is this where people are stashing their toilet paper rolls at the moment? Can't I tried to buy? Like I'm not one of these nutcases who are going out buying toilet paper for no fucking reason. Well, I, I mean, they, have, I mean, there's a, there's a reason to buy but like, toilet you know, paper. You know, like a, the excessive amount that they're buying. Yeah. And I've got like fucking eight rolls left, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm getting worried at this point because I could <laughs> not buy a fucking box of fucking... Uh, the tissues fine. are gone too. And Ew. most of the paper towels. Fuck, I feel sorry for anyone wiping their Look, ass with paper towels, man. That can't feel good. Next weekend from now, everything will be stocked fine. I hope so because otherwise I'm going to be fucking... Wiping my bum with my hand. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be spending a lot of money in this inflated toilet paper roll economy that we find ourselves in. Yeah, we're probably going to go on eBay and someone's selling them for like 40 bucks a fucking oh, box or something. They're insane prices. People are just doing it as a joke, half joke and half hoping that someone will be so desperate to get it. Yeah, it's a joke, but you can do it. Yeah, but you can do I'll it. I'll take your money. Yeah, I'll get rich. We'll get. We'll start getting GoFundMe campaigns to be able to afford toilet paper. Uh, Help us. We're we're suffering in Australia. Fucking <laughs> people are terrible. The world needs to end. Ubisoft. <laughs> what are about to overhaul <laughs> Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Oh yeah. Oh. This article comes out of Kotaku and was written by Stephen Tortillo, not Stephanie Tortilla, as I. <laughs> Originally uh, tor- wrote <laughs> I do believe it's pronounced tortilla. Uh, the L's are silent. In an extreme case of eating crow, just as I just did, as you'll see from a big game publisher, Ubisoft said March 6th that they are cancelling Ghost Recon Breakpoint's planned second raid, reducing its aggravating always online requirement, and will soon release an update that lets players deactivate its despised loot system. It's all in service of trying to salvage a game that has had a disastrous first five months. Now, anyone who has been listening to this show for a long time will be familiar with Ghost Recon Bland Point. I have not been too kind to that game. And for good reason, I believe, as you can see here. Uh, one of the issues that people have with the game is they turned it into a Destiny-style looter shooter where, you know, you're constantly picking up new weapons that look identical to the weapon you had before, but yeah. with a tiny bit of a higher number. And uh, so one of the things they're bringing in is this uh, immersive mode where basically you can pick up a weapon and it works th- throughout the entirety of the game just like a real weapon does. <laughs> Who would have... God damn it, that's thunk. a massive... Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now, for, for a quick update on Ghost Recon Blam Point, I'm pretty sure the last time I spoke about it, I said I was still intending on finishing that game. Are you? I traded that game in like over a month ago oh, when I bought okay. Journey to the Savage Planet. I thought, Lockie's right. You know, <laughs> I don't need to do this to myself. People know what I think about the game. I don't need to put a fucking score on it. I'm going to stick by, you know, waiting till I finish games before I put a score on them. But <clears throat> if a game is as fucking just... Look, if a, if Ghost Recon Bland Point was terrible to the point that it was, like, entertaining, then I would, would have finished it and given a review score on it. Mm. But it was just so fucking boring. Like, it was just excruciating to get through, so... Mm. Nah, fuck no. I'm not going to finish that at all. All right, so it's knocked out the um the the sort of price wall, the issue. gear score. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha- have they made any other changes or improvements to sort of get get a bit more life out of the game? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the other stuff was um was getting rid of the always online requirement. So you had to if you had no online connection, you couldn't play, even though even if you were only playing yeah. through the story narratively. Oh, sweet, so uh, it can yeah, finally be pirated. Oh. They're basically doing doing what people would have hoped they would have done in the first place. It, it's it's funny, mm. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this, because I'm always happy for developers to fix a broken game. Mm. You know, to, to but it, it just sometimes it annoys me when something comes out like this, it's such a flop, and yeah, maybe, I'm sure they could salvage it, something like that, but... 
Mm. I'd much rather see them work on something new. You know what I mean? Work on the next Ghost Recon and make it even better. But Mm. I guess it's probably far cheaper to fix a broken game, I guess, than it is to make a brand new one. I I don't know. Do you think they should fix it or do you think Ghost Recon should just die? I I see from a business perspective that they're trying to, you know, they probably invest a lot of time and money into this title. It hasn't done so well in its sales and they're trying to make back and break, break even. So... Yeah, they're they're doing the right thing about it by um, reducing some of those barriers and complaints that people had initially in purchasing the game. Hmm. Whether or not the game as a base is still worth buying as a title, I mean, only you can say that because you played it. And honestly, the way I've heard you go on about it, I don't want to. I don't touch that game with a thirty foot pole. Ah, yeah. uh, so yeah, it, it's. Uh, so you're you uh as as the Roman Caesar in the Colosseum. <laughs> You given you given uh, Ghost Recon Bland Point the uh, big thumbs down. Well, I, I mean, I'm de- I defer to you, and I think um you know I value your opinion. Hopefully, uh, the people who listen to this show um do too. Oh, so we're we're all looking towards you for for guidance and um too much pressure. You told me it was shit, so oh, it's way too much pressure. But yes, no, I'm actually very confident about this one. It is shit. <laughs> they'll be fi- they'll be fine. What they what they <laughs> they'll they'll be fine. They'll just um. They'll just do a sale or something. Yeah, people yeah. will, oh, people yeah. will give it a go. They, no one's going to buy this at full price. No fucking way in a million years. But yeah, well, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. Just let it die. It's, 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 yeah, it's that fucking, you know, Homer and the Hamburglar, you know, Stuppy's already dead. <laughs> just let it die. Like, I'm sure they could fix it. I'm sure there'll be stories saying, Ghost Recon's actually good now. But- but yeah. I, I'm done. Like I've I've had my time with that shit. Like you know, for me, I, like, there's plenty of other titles in the Ubisoft franchise that yep. I'm excited about, it, yep. and I will be way more focused on them than Blandpoint. I could, could could not agree with you more. And it, and, and to say that I wasn't even that excited for Blandpoint because Wildlands I thought was a middling game, better than Blandpoint, but that is not saying a lot. So yeah, I I, I I'd be happy for the whole. <laughs> The whole Ghost Recon bloody series to die at this point. It's just the most <laughs> generic open world shooter crap. Oi, can I ask you, am I missing out on something here? Because whenever I see the word Tom Clancy in front of a title, I just am not interested in it. I don't know. Why does why does Tom Clancy have to have his name in front of his title? Well, it's not him. It's Ubisoft has to have his name in front of their yeah, titles. Yeah, but like, I'm assuming he wrote the book that it was adapted from or something. I'm like, sure. Why is his name there? And why does that add value? Yeah. I, I'm sure I, at it, one point. It just doesn't appeal to me. I see Tom Clancy and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And why do I care? Why does because, that matter in buying the game? Because branding. That's literally all it is. People know the name Tom Clancy. He was a famous, like, like he wrote famous novels and stuff like that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there are other authors that, I know of and respect, and I still would find it gross to see their name in front of the, the oh, book look, that book title. Yeah, look, I to- I don't understand the appeal either, but I get. Well, I'm saying that. Look, I I, yeah. I understand why they do it, but I don't understand why it appeals to anybody. That's like I, yeah, I, yeah. I I love the division too. Like I've I've been having a great time with that. And oh, that's is a, that a Tom Clancy? And that's a Tom well. Clancy game. Yeah, but I yeah. never call it okay. Tom Clancy's The Division Two. Yeah, and they, they do, and that's why it's so weird. Exactly. They could just it. drop the Tom Clancy from it. There is it's not necessary. The guy's dead for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, is he? Yes, he oh, died okay. years ago. Like just let the guys fucking like I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he said before he died. 
please put my name on any fucking game you possibly can so I live on forever through that. No, if no, If that's no, the no, case, no. then, but I seriously no, fucking no, that's marketing. doubt it. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, That's totally. them just going, uh, people will buy it because it has Tom Clancy in yeah. front of the title. But the thing is, that makes more sense for novels, not so much for games because it's already abundantly clear who the publisher and who the people are behind it. Um, people who are interested in that mm. find that out really quickly. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in the title itself. Yeah. But for now, we've Ghost Recon Bland Point. Look, if you, for some reason, were curious about playing this game, just wait a little bit till mm. they do the, whatever this big update is before you give it a crack and then see if you like it then. And if you still don't, then you're probably awesome. You know that game that they have George R. R. Munn writing for? That's like a Dark Souls mm. type game. Mm. Um, they should just title it, it Elven George- Ring or some shit. Yeah, they should scrap that title and just call it George R. R. Martin. That's George it. R. R. Martin's whatever it no, is. No, no, just George R. R. Martin. You're buying the author. Pure marketing. <laughs> You're buying the idea the, of the author. The problem the author. with that is, though, that you can't like then make a whole bunch of them. You know what I sure mean? Sure you can. George R. Martin 2. George R. Martin 3. <laughs> like, it just keeps going. George R. Martin. <laughs> as soon as you get to 10, you jump to 20, like um, the Samsung Galaxy. Like, it, it's just endless. You're fine. George R. R. Martin colon George R. R. Martin strikes back. Yeah, no, I could, I could see <laughs> that becoming a great, strikes back. great series. George, George R. Martin colon George R. R. Martin finally finishes his Game of Thrones novel series. <laughs> Man, twenty uh, years after everyone, he's came. never gonna finish those. But even if he does, just yeah, the uh, like I, I hope the guy lives forever. Yeah. This is a horrible thing to say. I just don't think he's the healthiest looking dude, so I don't see these books getting. Hey, him. but what you're saying is what people have been saying since the beginning of Game of Thrones. The series got big, and that was like ten years ago. Yeah, so true, like he, yeah. he he's still powering on through. I don't know yeah. what it is. I think it's just at this point, it's. It's just him not doing the novel that's keeping him alive. It's given him a new lease on life. He's worth fucking millions upon millions of dollars. He's probably every night going into his basement and sucking the essence out of a fetus (laughs) to rejuvenate himself, just like in South Park. Yeah. You remember that episode of South Park? No. Alrighty, fucking, let's move (laughs) on to the games that came out this week. Fucking Christ. So, Dota Underlords, shit, that came out on the 25th of Feb. Oh, that was, that's an older one, but I didn't, I don't remember no, that I one. Did like we talk came, about that? I, f- yeah, we talked a little bit about it last week. That's right. But I feel yeah, like that came out way earlier. I've seen that for a long time, but maybe it was just in an alpha stage or something. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine so. But yeah, that's, that's not what came out this week yeah. anyway. <laughs> there was only a couple of things to uh, come out this week. We had, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which came to PS4. And we also had Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX come to Nintendo Switch, which is sort of getting kind of middling reviews at the moment. I had a look at that one. It was not the game for me, but if you want to, you know, some kind of dungeon crawler with Pokemon, then I don't know. I played that. I played that a long time ago on the DX, and it was crap then. Ah. I can't believe that they... I, is this sure just a remake, a is it? Yeah, it's just a remake. Oh. Okay. Oh, there's there's no creativity behind it. They're buying it purely on the knowledge that it made sales with the with the previous, and I'm sure there's a market out for it and people that liked it. But I played it and I thought it was garbage. Well, that's all the games that came. <laughs> there's only those two games. That was it. That's all that came. Game review ever. Fuck that game. Very uh, very very quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> uh, but let's have a quick break, and then after that, we'll jump into the games that we've been playing.
So we may as well start with you, my friend Lockie. Oh, okay. What have you been playing this week? What have I been playing? Mm, it's been pretty dry this week. Um, fuck, I can't even remember what I played last week. That's how <laughs> oh, that was it. It was um, Star Wars, wasn't it? Fallen Order. That is right. Ooh, that's yeah. so good. Um, yeah, nothing. Oh, have you finished it? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. So, Oh, what did you think of the ending? I thought... Eh. Oh, what? I love the ending. Uh, I thought... I don't it's know. It's very service Is that what you didn't like about it? Or? I, I don't quite... I can't quite put my finger on it other than it It felt like the sh- the game was only just beginning. It was. It felt like I was halfway through the game. Yeah. I felt like I, I just finished Act 2 rather than a three-act sort of, sort of thing. Um, it definitely ramps up a lot in the final third. Like yeah. that's, that's my favourite part of yeah. the game narratively for sure. For the, the, the first couple of parts feels a little bit slow. It's still all fun stuff to do, yeah, but yeah. narratively wasn't like amazing. Yeah, the big I don't know I don't know if you call yeah, it a reveal or yeah, the, yeah, the introduction of, of a of a new of a big player very late into the game just sort of felt like oh well I, I don't know, I just sort of got whiplash from it because I'm like, oh okay, so now I have to deal with, okay, so now I'm processing this. Oh, the game's over. Oh uh, hmm, okay. Well that was weird. One of the things I didn't it didn't quite land with me, sort of the ending choice. I mean, I, I get that they yeah. were trying to yeah. make it clear to you that he was going to do that, but it just still felt jarring at the end. Yeah, a bit of, bit of an anti-climax as well, too. It was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, yep, yeah. all right, we did all that, and now, okay. Yeah, and also, and also I was trying to work out, okay, so it, it's meant to fit into the Star Wars franchise, and it's funny how um, timeline-wise I kept thinking, for, for whatever reason that this was happening after the main Star Wars series, so after Luke and Leia and all that shit. But this happened way before. Mm. This is like a bridge between the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy. Um, <laughs> I actually only realised that very late into the oh, game. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I had no fucking clue. Yeah, I just and- saw Stormtroopers <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> with that... It was still an awesome, 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 awesome game, but it was just a, uh, an ending that I just felt it felt a bit sort of pissy. Okay, so you want to stick with the score you gave it last Oh, week? absolutely. No, okay, it wouldn't nice. affect the score. Okay. Uh, it was just not the best ending for me. Um, yeah. You know, it's the same thing with the ponchos. Like, you know, <laughs> if you like ponchos, you got ponchos galore. Um, it's not going to affect the overall mark. Yeah. I had a good time. Would have preferred... You know, less ponchos or variety to the ponchos. Maybe I could get, um, you know, some some other outfit. Okay, nice. You know so, how you know how Jedi's wear Jedi stuff normally. <laughs> Maybe one of those things. You know. But I, anyway, I don't know. You, kid. I don't know what you're talking about. I know you love ponchos. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that doesn't change that. Um, I have just started up on a new game, so I picked up Gears Five, um, which is the fifth installment in the Gears of Wars series. And for whatever baffling reason, they decided to reduce the title at the fifth at the fifth installment from from Gears of War to just Gears. So because when I when I saw that game, I didn't make the connection that it was Gears of War. Oh, when shit. I first saw it. So for me. 
I like I only had to look into it. I had to look into it. I was interested in it because it got okay reviews. It was a, it's a recent, relatively recent third person shooter. Okay, interesting. Oh, this is actually continuing from the Gears of War trilogy. Oh, okay. Oh, that's funny. I, I remember asking you about it around release, and you were just like, "Man," and I was like, "Oh, surprise!" I thought you know, the, that's Microsoft fan. He probably want to play the new Gears of War. That's game, the thing. That's I called just it Gears when I asked you yeah. about it. Also, I said trilogy when there's been um when there were four titles before this one. So that's not right either but yeah it, it it's just a it's just a funny gap in in marketing they've at least lost someone along the way mm. um and i only just through random chance came across it in recent times so uh, yeah um it's interesting picking up that title i've only put in a couple of hours in it so far so i don't have too much to say i have it on pc but i'm starting to wish i got it on console because it's I played the third one on console, and that was the one that I sort of entered into that franchise on, and I thought it was great. Um, and definitely, you you lose that sort of quality of the gameplay with a keyboard and mouse okay. setup. Well, you have a Xbox. Why don't you just use your controller on the on your PC? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It's, being a PC gamer seems like a lot of work to me. <laughs> being a console player. No, you, you've, you've presented, like, the solution, and I'm just like, eh, that's, <laughs> that's different. That's too creative. Requ- <laughs> requires effort. Well, I've been playing a fair bit this week. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about this week was... Uh, the Final Fantasy VII demo mm. was released during the week, and that's a f- yeah free demo for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my god, I didn't realize I could I could play that. I just saw people on YouTube playing it. I just thought it was a gameplay. I thought it was one of those things where they had people play the base game, and you know, was sending it out. So I can play that. Yeah, well, that that I think they did do like a, a you know a press sort of thing about like a month or so yeah. ago because I remember a bunch of people talk, like talking about impressions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as the demo is concerned, yeah, it just came out this week, but I believe it's only available on PlayStation. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. If you want to play it, you can always borrow my spare PlayStation because it's, you know, something you download. So it doesn't yeah. matter that the, the disk drive will destroy disk because you're just playing online. I might. It looks pretty fun. Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I, me personally, I wasn't a massive fan of Final Fantasy 15. I probably put in around 15 hours funnily enough into that game and I was like oh, this, this just isn't for me it's funny because yeah that, that number is actually ridiculously low for a title so you lost interest quite early on yeah, for, for that kind of title and uh, which game was it <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 and, just uh, Final Fantasy 15 wow yeah and that was the first one you tried that was the first one I tried yeah wow. no, I never, okay. never played any because I know back in uh, my PS1 and PS2 days yeah now, if I had to pick something with, you know, Ratchet and Clank on it or, you know, these random anime characters, uh, I went for Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> you didn't like... Wasn't quite quite as clued in, you know, when I was a kid and wasn't really interested. You... I d- didn't understand Final Fantasy and no one I knew played it at the time, so it was not, not something I never picked up. But look... You didn't like white men with crazy, crazy hair and crazy hair colour? Look, uh, I don't think it was a matter of whether or not I liked it. It was more that I, I, I can't relate to this guy. Whereas a, a, <laughs> a Lombax and a, and a little robot, basically me, you know. So it, it is. It's interesting that you say that because all of the Final Fantasy characters are not visually relatable to anyone. They're <laughs> they're um they're Japanese ideas of an ultra hyper white person. Most uh, mostly. Not all the time, but mostly. Um, 
But even Ultra even like one. yeah, it's just weird. So so take for example Final <laughs> Fantasy Ten, which was my entry game. You had Titus, which is the main character. His in-game character model looks so different from the cutscenes, the cinematic designed high high quality cutscenes. Where in the cinematic high quality cutscenes, he looks he, he actually looked like one of my one of my friends, one of my um, Chinese Australian friends, but with blonde hair, crazy blonde hair. Um, so, so like that was the initial sort of design choice, but then they changed him in the game. He had a, he had sort of a Caucasian white person face. It's just, it was just, and so you had two versions of the same character and, and I don't know what they were going for. Like, and it was a great game and I loved the game, but it was just, um, that is just the, that's the final fantasy model. They just do very different character designs. Mm. I think that's been a, th- a thing that's sort of may- maybe you know turned me off a, a little bit of these games. I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, I'm just not a big anime fan. So like the o- the the over the top flourishes with the sword and all that. I just kind of watch it and think, yeah, calm the fuck down, mate. You know, you don't have to wave your sword around like that to get the job done. <laughs> Which I know. Look, that's all part of the whole that's thing. And every people, game. I that's know, people every like video that. game with a sword. <laughs> yeah. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think things like Kingdom Hearts and and Final Fantasy, they, the flourishes and stuff are a lot more fancy than what they are in something like God of War. Is sure, no like, doubt. I mean, looks like he's just trying to chop a tree down, you know. Oi, but look, have you look ever, I'm not going to get in the ins I need and outs to know. Of I need to know. I'm sorry, I keep derailing, but I need to ask you one question: Have you ever played Metal Gear Revengeance? No. Okay. All right. Well. All right. We'll we'll move on then. But I really, awesome it's look. So <laughs> I love all this. All this is the very, very long, long, long ass way around for me to say I really fucking enjoyed the Final Fantasy VII demo. So yeah, I was just wanted to preface saying it's not normally my kind of thing, but holy shit, the combat in it was fucking fun, and uh, I, I like the abilities and whatnot the characters had. I like the strategy behind it as well too. You can. Switch characters on the fly, you know, get one character to do a spell or something, yeah. switch to another character while they're attacking, you know, running with your sword. I really dig the combat. And the thing that shocked me even more was I was actually intrigued by the story, which has not really, had, like, Near Automata, I really enjoyed, which isn't, you know, a JRPG, but it's probably the closest thing to a JRPG that I've really enjoyed. No, it's, it's a JRPG. Like, that, that, t- that can be Definitely attached to elements, anything. Yeah. Anything, any, any sort of, game where you have a character that can level up be mm. customized in some sort of way and is vaguely japanese and and most games are produced in japan mm. jrpg there you go there you go so um yeah i just wasn't too sure how i'd, how I'd feel about it but yeah, yeah that combat's so so good and the story whew. oh the story yeah like I, I'm, I'm intrigued it's, it's still very early on like obviously you only get you play about like 45 minutes to an hour yeah uh, but yeah, I was intrigued as to what this like ragtag group of people were doing. I, ne- I never yeah, played awesome. the original game, so it's basically yeah. brand new to me. That's what makes it so interesting to to hear from your perspective because it, it probably is the same base plot, but mm. they, they're telling it in a different way because it's an entirely different game model and structure mm. that they're going for. They've completely redesigned the game from scratch. Yeah, yeah. I should um, mention, yeah, it's yeah, no longer it's turn-based. You're, you're actually swinging your sword and whatnot when you're pressing square. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've thrown that out and it's all obviously 3D now. It's not top down like what the original was, you know, that sort of, it was like, yeah. you know, that weird yeah. top down with 3D sprites. Yeah, exactly. Kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. So look, I have it's only a demo. I've got a ton to say on it. It looks fantastic as well too. Uh, but anyone out there who's Amin and Ari or maybe didn't like the previous Final Fantasies, you know, if you have a PlayStation, download the demo. It's only like seven gigs. 
Yeah, it's free. There's no harm in giving it a crack. Definitely yeah. give it a crack because I'm actually considering picking up Final Fantasy VII Remake now. It's coming out, I believe it's the it's in April. I believe the 20th of April. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. that title. I I've got high hopes because I think they'll I I think they'll knock it out of the park because I it's one of their most beloved heritage titles. So I I pretty confident that they're going to do it justice i know that blizzard has really hurt us recently on other heritage titles of theirs but i think uh square innings will get it right yeah totally sorry that was the 10th of april that it's going to be coming out so get fucking excited motherfuckers. so it's not april fools it is not coming out on april oh, fools good. which it probably is good because people be very pissed off if it just you know doesn't come out on that day and they just get some random meme from yeah. their account or something i am excited what are we going to get for april fools Oh, I'm he's so gonna, over he's fucking, give us some fuckery. I'm so over April Fools, man. It's just every corporation jumping in for a bit of marketing at this point. Well, yeah, yeah that's what. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they have to ha- get something out of oh, it. Oh, look, yeah, no, totally. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. Oh, actually, <laughs> it. one game that I um did want to uh, raise that I'm a bit excited about because mm-hmm. I saw a gameplay um demo by the dev. Uh, Bowder's Gate 3. Have you oh, heard yeah. of that one? Yeah, no, there's been a lot of impressions and whatnot yeah. coming up about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when that's coming out. It's me- I think it's projected for some time release this year. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, it looks like it's it's looks like it's halfway stages in, in development. And if you've ever played Divinity Sin 2, it's using the same engine as that. So when the developer was playing the game and, and show- showcasing it, um, the in-game menus and the, and the character creation were identical, so I think they've got a little bit of the way way to go to make it look a bit different and distinguish itself to the um, Bowders title. But fuck, I'm excited about that game. It looks like a quality. I've heard it's very similar to Divinity: Original Sin 2. It is. It's yeah. it's the same engine. It's the same base game, and also at this point in time, I think that I think they will change a couple of the design and menu choices to make it look a bit different but at this point in time it it just looks like a mod for divinity original sin 2 very high quality mod but yeah yeah which i i think in essence that is what it is you know from a game company perspective they've got this great looking um ip they've done it for this game and this story to tell in divinity original sin 2 they're trying to change it enough to tell a new story in bowders gate 3 i have no issues with that because it is really high polished it is Mm. a lot of fun i fucking love divinity sin original 2 so you know i'm excited about that but i would see a lot of people expecting for it design wise to look different enough so it feels like a different title yeah yeah did you play any of the previous Boulders Gate games? Or? Um, I tried giving them a go, but they were just so long ago and they're basically point-and-click style adventures uh, and old res, really old res games. So, you know, if I'd, if, I'd been in, if I'd been playing PC games in the early 90s, I might have thought, <laughs> wow, this is, this is mind-blowing, groundbreaking. We've had so many good titles evolved from that sort of genre since then that I, I'm just like, blah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're saying apparently it is likely to launch in 2020, which means we can probably expect it in 2021. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think that's a that was a very sensible thing you said. Pretty pretty safe bet. Well, is there anything else you've been playing or you want to talk about? No, that's it. I think uh, I think we've gassed on enough for this oh, week. Oh no no no! No, I am not done, my <sighs> friend. Zach, you, what? you just fucking sit the fuck down. And, oh, what, and calm what down. What do you have to friend. review, mate? I played the Division Two warlords expansion 
Now, mm, I finally okay. got to play with the awesome Roger and the awesome Chris from the Button Mash podcast on Friday night. Cool. Now, I'm not going to say <laughs> it was an awesome time playing with those guys, but I'm not going to say it was the easiest road getting there. <laughs> uh, 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 Roger has a quick go because he could he could start playing before we could. And he gets, it apparently was just absolutely buggy as anything. He sent me a, a, a portion from his stream and I watched for a little while. And uh, mm. there was an enemy who was dead, a, a man with a flamethrower who just stayed there with his flamethrower doing nothing, <laughs> flaming on, you know. Mm, and then okay. yeah. we go to jump on and start playing uh, around like eight o'clock or so. And the servers go down for maintenance <laughs> at 8 30. <laughs> So we didn't end up getting to play any then at that point either. Yeah. But then finally at 10.30 when the servers came back yeah. on, we started to play. And they seemed to have fixed the issues. Like Roger oh, said to okay, me, he goes, I'm a- I was actually glad when the servers went down. It looks like they fucking did yeah. their job, which is fantastic. And yeah, it, it played very smoothly. It was like a couple of little issues, like a couple of enemies who didn't disappear, but... Nothing game-breaking. Everything yep. else worked really smoothly. The shooting worked great. Um, it, it was interesting being back in New York again. I wasn't head over heels for New York when they did it in the Division 1. Okay. Yep. Um, and I like that, that setting, I just because it was during uh, Christmas time. So you'd have Christmas lights and up everywhere, which is sort of interesting. But I just get a bit over the snow when you're in the snow all the time. It just gets a bit repetitive oh, okay. for me. Okay. So you're, you're there during, I think it's like either spring or summer. So everything's nice and green and lush and it's a lot longer after the outbreak as well too so a lot of the you know a lot of the uh, buildings are more dilapidated and falling apart far worse and uh, you've seen greenery sprout out from everywhere it looks really really impressive they've done Mm. a great job at revitalizing that old map and making it look completely fresh and new and the way they're doing this it is called the warlords expansion it's uh, basically the whole story of the thing is you're going after a bunch of these warlords i think i believe there's five there's like four and then one main dude that you're there to take out they're like x division people or x military people i don't fucking know you don't play the division yeah. for the narrative uh I, actually at one stage when we were playing i asked i asked the boys i'm like oh so you guys paid attention to the narrative at all in the division too and Roger and Chris both said, there's a narrative in <laughs> the Division 2. And yeah, it is a bit like that. The, okay. the narrative just plays a backseat. It's all about the fun shooting and playing with other people. And yeah, it was an absolute ball. Try out some different skills and things like that. We took on one of the Warlords. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting what they did with that character. I won't spoil too much, but they do some really cool stuff with holograms, <laughs> which cool. unfortunately, because of the glitches that Roger was experiencing earlier, we kept thinking... <laughs> that there was glitches but it was just what the game was supposed to be doing oh okay that's <laughs> which is a little bit unfortunate i think it would have worked a lot better if we hadn't had those issues earlier on in the night but yeah look we only played the, those a uh, couple of hours as we start, started playing so late so i'll leave uh the division two warlords there for now until i can play a bit more but so far having a lot of fun with it it's more mm. division two which you know as i've spoken about earlier on the show i've had a lot of fun with the division two it, it is a great looter shooter um up there with the likes of destiny in my opinion like maybe the shooting's not quite as tight as what destiny is but i think overall as as, as far as uh, games uh, shooter uh, looter shooters are concerned it is uh, right up there so if mm. you're um if you're curious you know it's i think it's 45 dollars 
maybe give Destiny Two Warlords a crack tonight. I might, I maybe uh, tonight. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> give uh, this night. Maybe give the Division yeah. Two Warlords a crack uh, at some point because uh, it could. It, I imagine it'll probably drop down in price at some point as well too. So, could be the thing for you. But yes, sounds pretty sweet. I mean, um, it definitely gives people a reason to go back to the title if they really liked number one. Hmm. And it's and it's not a, just a DLC. It's like an entire expansion, you know, and a, a new map with new, yeah. t- completely new content. So. Yeah. Oh, I love I love legitimate expansions because hmm. we've had, a, I don't know, some games some games do expansions really well and some games it, it just doesn't feel like it's a, it's a proper expansion. It's more like DLC add-on. Yep. So, yeah, it sounds sweet, but it, it sounds like a completely different game. It, well, it's you're still essentially doing the same things, but yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah. got the base game play mechanics. But I mean, like you're in an entirely new city. That is That's right. Fun. Yeah, that is. Right. It's almost like the Division Two Point Five or something like that. They even yeah, changed sweet. up the gear and things like that. Like the way the gear works is different. Yeah, I'm still not fully clued into all that, so I won't talk too much about that now. But I think that's where uh, we can leave it for this week. Uh, right. If you want to tell us what you thought about the Division Two or any of the topics that we've talked about tonight, you can send your feedback to news to reviews podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on all the socials. You've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews, and that's with the number two instead of the word two. Yeah, thank you so much, our fucking lovely, lovely listeners for listening. And thanks again to Roger for our amazing oh, big new thanks. graphic. Yeah. No, it looks fantastic. I'm really, I'm really stoked on the, on the new icon. And everyone, take care of yourselves and take care of one another. And take care of me financially because I'm very poor at the moment. No. <sighs>